The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, I am Chris Creston, and I'm joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. He's one of the top financial advisors in the country, so he's a good guy to have on your side. Hold on to his number. If you're going to call him today, you're going to call him this week, or you're going to call him sometime in the future, 416-457-7526. That's his private number, 416-457-7526, 416-457. Plan, and don't forget, you can always visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Kelvin, how you doing this weekend? Hey, good morning, Chris. Everything good? Everything's good. It's uh, snowing right now in downtown Toronto. So, uh, yeah, uh, unexpected uh, turn of events. At, at least I hadn't paid too much attention to what uh, today's weather was going to be like, but I was not expecting to open up the blinds and see uh, some flurries going on outside the window today. But uh, that's happening. That's a thing that's yeah. happening. It's I guess it's November, so we shouldn't be too shocked. Yeah, I, I went up this morning to get the papers. I'm old-fashioned, like the newspaper. Like a real paper? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like it's going to snow. You know when I have that feeling? Like it's yeah. Gonna, oh, thinking, oh, man. <laughs> oh, well, so you're getting it and we're not. So Yeah, so far, downtown Toronto getting a little bit of a dusting this morning. Uh, and Today, Kelvin, we're going to be talking specifically to business owners. I know business owners are going through a rough time right now mm-hmm. and obviously when in the city of toronto in peel region going back into lockdown yeah uh, just i i am devastated for these people who are trying to make ends meet trying to make uh, keep their dream alive because when you start a business it really is you put your all of your hopes all yeah. of your dreams all of your money of course yeah into these businesses and uh, we'll be t- uh, giving some specific advice to business owners today so if you know a business owner tell them we're doing this right now and get them to listen to global news radio 640 toronto otherwise we do always post these uh, episodes up online as well so you'll be able to share it with your friends and family if there's something on here that you think that uh, they would like to know about, and there probably will be. So we will be uh, joined in a few minutes by Rick Gargarella. He's a partner with Baker Tilly Vaughn, and he will be helping us talk specifically about tax planning for business owners. But Kelvin, there's a, there's a lot going on for business owners. What mm. I keep every morning, I wake up and I sort of think I'm I, I'm sort of shocked back into the pandemic, and I think, what are we going to do, and what are they going to do? Right, yeah. Well, a lot of things this tax year 2020 is going to hold that they never had to deal before. Even somebody like Rick, who's been doing this forever, is going to have to kind of learn as we go. We all do. There's 389,000 businesses, small businesses in Ontario, right? And just like investments that we talk about, some know what they're doing and some don't know. Not, I don't mean about their business, like running their business. But I mean managing the tax aspect, managing the investment aspects. Many of them don't know, myself included. I have no idea, no clue about things that happen to business owners as far as the taxes go. Because like I always say, you only know what you know, right? I only know my investment part. I don't know um, things that Rick knows as far as 
you know, how to save money, um, like how to save taxes, you know, the do's and don'ts about business owners, what they should and shouldn't do to get to keep more money. It's our duty to pay taxes, but there's a there's a limit, right? And what I've noticed is most people, when they're doing their tax plan, when they, they think they're doing their tax planning in April when they're filling the form out, well, you're really not doing anything. You're just filling out a form because the year's gone by. So this is a great time for somebody like Rick to come on and talk to everyone that's listening um, about what they should do and what they shouldn't do when it comes to tax planning for business owners and actually for personal taxes too. So I don't know if Rick's on the line, but... Uh, yeah, let's get him on the line right now. Rick, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, Rick Gargarella, he's a partner at Baker Tilly Vaughn. Rick, thanks again for joining us. My, my pleasure, gentlemen. Um, where I, excuse me, where I'm sitting, it's not snowing quite yet, but it is kind of cloudy. So, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, coming. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, gentlemen. These are quite trying times, that's for sure. Yeah. So, Rick, so tell us a little bit about you know, like how long you've been doing what you've been doing. Kind of well, <clears throat> sad to say, I've been doing this for 40 years. Um, <laughs> And I, and I've only enjoyed the last thirty nine of them, but it's 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 been a lot of fun, um, and and uh, the the benefits uh, have been numerous over the years. Uh, you know, especially the client relationships that you build over time. Um, you know, and 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 the thought that sometimes you can you can help people, you know, along in their journey. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been an especially trying year. I know both personally and and, and from corporate perspectives, uh, right. a lot of uncertainty uh, at all levels. I think you said it well earlier, uh, Kelvin. Where, you know, we're all learning as we go along here. So there's so many things to to uh, to talk about as far as a business owner goes. Where 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 do we start? Well, uh, is there a checklist or a or something that we need to know? Well, as you and I have chatted in the past, Calvin, we our firm we do we do corporate and personal checklists as a matter of course, um, in anticipation of the personal tax season, which is up and coming. Uh, we'll usually send out a list uh, uh, late December, early January, uh, and and it's it's an all-encompassing list. You know, whether you're a T four employee or self-employed or or a small unincorporated business, uh, and from a corporate perspective. You know, we, we meet on a routine basis with our clients and go through various number of lists that, to, to ensure that, you know, we take advantage of all the opportunities. You know, the big thing this year is is a lot of a lot of small business owners have taken advantage of the you know wage supplements, the the forty thousand uh, dollar assistance loan. Uh, right. Their employees might have had the CERB going on, the rent relief programs. All of this stuff's been been rather arduous and 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 complicated in a lot of cases for people that, you know, really don't have a lot of experience at all levels of doing any of this stuff. So it's, it's been an interesting year. That's for sure. And, and what I've found is that uh, talking to clients and so on is that this $40,000 business loan is such a great, it's nobody seems to know. Um, it's such a gray area. Nobody knows when to pay back at what to do. Well, the, 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 the $40,000 loan, um, it w- was put in place to assist uh, small businesses uh, to to uh, help with certain expenses, rent, mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, overhead costs and the rest of it. And if, if you borrowed that money and paid it back within the specified time, they would forgive $10,000 of the $40,000 loan. Right. Uh, the confusion some business owners may have had through this is that you, you, have to, you have to use the money for its intended purpose. If you don't use it for the intended purpose, if you say borrowed the money and put it in a bank and invested it, yeah. uh, you would not qualify. And, and at that point would be subject to paying back the full amount uh, with interest and penalties. So, you know, you have to be careful and you, you got to make sure that you've done, you, you've, you've dotted the I's and crossed the T's. And God forbid you, sorry? No, go ahead, sorry. No, I say God forbid, you know, in, in, in you know, a lot of people, or it's not, I'm not saying a lot, some may have applied and gotten a loan not realizing that they may not have qualified. In that case, you'd work quickly to, to, to rectify the situation and repay it. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of people probably were panicked and probably applied for every kind of loan and every kind of piece of help from the government they could possibly get. How you know, how would they be able at this point to tell to sort of start preparing to make sure that they had, you know, may, maybe make sure that they are ready to pay it back or make sure that they're ready to pay? Is there a penalty? What what uh, um, the, the, what can the, they do? The, well, the the if if it's discovered by CRA, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure the penalties would be significant. Um, uh, there, there'd be a, an, an interest portion and a penalty portion. Uh, I've heard up to 200 percent, but I haven't, wow. I haven't, I haven't, ver- I haven't verified that. But uh, the 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 specifics about the program are are actually on the website, uh, and if you follow the program. Uh, you shouldn't have any issues with it, but if you if you were one of those you know uh, people that, that that panicked and and got the program in place and have now sat down sit down with your advisor you know they can go through and and follow the money so to speak and say okay we borrowed it how did we spend it you know did we use it for its intended purpose if so everything's fine if not at that point you'd correspond uh, with the various uh, institutions CRA as well write a letter. And 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 put put repayment pro- processes in place to return the funds, and at that point, I think you stand a good chance of eliminating any interest penalty or any penalties, anyways. Right. Um, because I think at this point, the, the CRA is going to have some understanding of that situation. At least I would hope they would. It reminds me of uh, when the, I don't know if you remember when the TFSA was first launched back in '09. Nobody knew anything about it. People were using it as a savings account, and then people were penalized at one percent. And then I guess after a few months, they kind of the CRA said, "Okay, we'll give you a one-time pass." Do you yeah. feel something like this might happen or no? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I I think they're you know if 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 you address the situation quickly, I think they'll be in a position to to forgive to forgive that type of as they did with the TFSA. Right. Um, I I can't imagine they'd be that hard line with it, but like I say, interesting times. You never know what what the what, the gov- what approach the government's going to take. 
You know what? I think that's a good point to stop and take a quick break here, and we'll continue with Rick Gargarella, partner with Baker Tilly Vaughn, giving us some advice for taxes for small businesses, and Kelvin, the money guy, as always, will continue here. If you want to reach out to Kelvin or to Rick, you can uh, connect through Kelvin's website. That's askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And don't forget, you can always reach Kelvin at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And you can give us a call live on the air. I'll throw out the numbers when we come back from the break here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And I am Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country. Rick Gargarella, who's joined us today, he's a partner with Baker Tilly Vaughn, and he's giving us some advice for taxes and for small businesses and for business owners of all sizes as well. So, Rick, you've got a lot of experience doing this, and but you know this is a sort of new frontier for everyone involved. And, you know, there's there's different wrinkles to it. Now really is the time to be looking at your uh, your taxes if you are a business owner, because, as you said in the last segment, if you're looking at at the added in April when you're doing your taxes, that's basically that's backward looking. Now this is the opportunity to look forward and plan. And hey, that's that's the that's that's the last four digits of Kelvin's phone number. So plan is what we're all about here on your life, your money, and planning. Um, Rick, you know a lot of people who are not necessarily even business owners, but maybe employees, find themselves right now working from home. What can people like that do? And I'm going to get oddly specific. What can a guy who's broadcasting from his bedroom right now do to write off uh, maybe part of the mortgage? Is there anything that uh, that we can do a little differently this year, given the strange circumstances we're in? Well, uh, Chris, for the for the uh, T Ford employee or or the self employed uh, uh, independent contractor situation. Um, if if your your work circumstances uh, require that you work from home, then you absolutely can uh, can can deduct uh, those costs associated with working at home. You can designate a, a space as as an office, and then accumulate those costs uh, relative to, to operating that particular space: mortgage, interest, uh, utilities, uh, telephone costs, internet. Uh, the house insurance, that type of stuff, you can accumulate those costs and 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 you know find uh, find a deduction for that in terms of trying to save some income taxes as a result of of having to work from from your space at home. Uh, the other thing that that people should start thinking about is that the SERB program that was put in place, whether you're T Ford or self-employed, that that income was. Uh, a gross income in that there was no tax withheld, but it will be taxable. So you want to start considering now um, what the impact might be because, you know, where you may not otherwise have paid income tax or may have, might have gotten a refund by virtue of your particular situation, you may find yourself in a situation where you owe income taxes. So you may want to get a handle on that and get some idea 
of what's coming come April when you file your return and, and, and prepare for a liability should it, should it exist at that time. And that's something that could uh, probably happen. I know I was, I was talking to an economist uh, during the week, and he was saying that a lot of people's salaries are up this year uh, based on you know deciding to take the CERB. Mm -hmm. Maybe they uh, were able to get back to work. Maybe they shouldn't have taken the CERB in the first place. And so a lot right. of people could be in a position where their income's a little bit higher than they had you know initially planned this year. Uh, I, I that I, I agree with that, Chris. I think I think. I think people are going to find that, you know, if, if in March and April and May and, and maybe into June, you were collecting CERB and then, you know, some normalcy, normalcy came back to, 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 to the world and you went back to work, uh, you may find yourself in a situation where uh, you're, going to, you're going to owe some income taxes and, and you, you may want to prepare for that. And I think if you speak to your, your advisor, you, they can give you some sense of, of where you might be come the end of the year. Uh, and at least at that point, you can prepare for it. Maybe you make some installments or put some put some money aside. You know, be prepared for that particular liability. Well, uh, it's interesting that you sorry to cut you off, but it's, that you say that because uh, I had exactly that same situation about a few months ago. A client of mine said he got this letter from his union that he shouldn't have collected the survey at the payback. I think like forty two hundred dollars or something like that. So so and. So in his case, I, I think instead of paying, giving back the CRA the money, maybe put it into an R, like figure out how much you got to put into your RSB to adjust for that. Does that make sense or no? Um, I, I I'm not sure how CRA is gonna gonna handle that if they if they would have required a repayment. Mm -hmm. Um, it, because if if he was, it, it's like um, unemployment benefits that you receive. That you may not have been entitled to, they actually look for they actually look for repayment, um, and, and so this is kind of new ground for everybody. Uh, my fear would be that that notwithstanding he bought the RSP, that the government may turn around and say you received forty two hundred bucks in error, and we may want you to repay that. Because uh, remember the RSP the RSP deduction is a tax deduction; it's not a, a tax credit. So right. you're only going to get your tax rate on, on that deduction. So. Uh, that may that may come back to haunt him, uh, depending on how CRA goes after it. Yeah, and I mentioned there's many people in that situation that really have no clue. So that's why we always say reach out to your advisor or somebody like Rick and figure it out before it gets too late, right? Uh, and for great advice. And Rick, for business owners, you know, there's a different options, obviously, but uh, business owners are, are wind up paying themselves and pay themselves a salary, pay themselves yeah. bonuses. Is that something that could be done a little uh, differently this year? You know, I always hear advice, pay yourself first when you're a business yeah. owner, but uh, often that's not what ends up happening. People wind up paying themselves last or not at all. Is there a is there a different scenario this year for business owners and, and their own salaries? Um, it, 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 in the grand scheme of things, probably not um, in that, you know, uh, uh, if you're, if your business, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that that will probably make more money this year as a result of, of the pandemic, especially if you're in transportation or food or any of those, uh, th those related industries. Um, so, so that those tax planning uh, uh, avenues probably won't change significantly. Um, you know, now I think it's more you know planning for survival. If your business has been hit 
small business owners have a tendency not to pay themselves and and not to accrue bonuses. So you would you would you would look at at you know financial results and say, okay, what's the best approach? you know, for the overall uh, picture being, you know, the combination of my business and, and, and the lifestyle that I need to support vis-a-vis family and, 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 and household. So the answer is, is, is maybe, maybe you declare a bonus, maybe you don't. I'm, I, on a situational basis, you would make that determination. Um, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be reluctant to say, yeah, it's, there, there's a blanket answer to that. Right. So it could be a situation where some of that money would be better off being taxed as your personal tax and the other situations would be better off in the business. Absolutely. You know, remember that that a small business right now, the first $500,000 in taxable income, I think the rate this year is 12.5%. So, you know, given the marginal rates, you know, the personal rates are somewhat higher. Um, I wouldn't be in a rush to, to, to move low-rate income into potentially higher-rate income if there weren't other underlying reasons to do so. And I guess that's why it's so important, like a financial advisor, to sit down accountant or whoever or yourself can figure and, and have a, you know, a thought process to what do I owe, what can I do now to, you know, to maybe make installments, like you say, things like that. Because if we go into 2021... And this continues with the lockdown and all that kind of stuff. It'll be a tough year for people, right? Um, so that's why I guess it's important to sit down and do some thinking about where we're heading. Absolutely, Calvin. The, uh, you know, I, I think I think the government has had a really good response at, at helping most everyone in this particular pandemic. Um, I think 2021 is going to be a challenge. You know, I, I, it, it's it's obviously you know the the, the rebound uh, is certainly not as quick as I thought it would be. When this first happened, I figured oh, a couple of weeks we'll be back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think we I all wrong. did. <laughs> yeah. so, I think we all did. You know, there was this idea that only oh, in, in two weeks it'll we'll be back. Then you know, two weeks came and went, and then in a couple of months, and then uh, you know last spring, I don't think anyone was predicting that we would be back in a lockdown this winter. Uh, Maybe some were, but uh, I think for the most part, we were expecting to be in a little bit more normalcy. And now it doesn't feel like we're going to be back into any sort of normalcy until some point, maybe in the last half of 2021. And Trump did say when the weather gets nice, the virus will go away. But I guess it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't say it wouldn't come back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if there's any saving grace on that. I don't know. He said it would just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with Rick Gargarella, partner at Baker Tilly Vaughn and Kelvin, the money guy. This is your life, your money. Don't forget, you can always reach out to Kelvin at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN, and you'll be able to get in touch with Rick as well by visiting Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. You know, Rick, just uh, as a tease before we do take this break, I did mention, or you'd mentioned that the government had done a pretty good job. When we come back, I'm going to ask you if there was something that, you know, you could get the ear of government and you could tell them, put this in their mind of an idea that would help 
out businesses in a big way, what would it be or something that you would improve on that they had already done? We'll get that answer coming back on the other side of the break here on Your Life, Your Money on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. I am Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. You can always reach Kelvin by visiting his website. That's askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can call him anytime, 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven. Plan. And if you want to reach out to Kelvin, you can also get a hold of our guest through Kelvin as well. That is Rick Gargarella, who's uh, been joining us today to talk about taxes and talk about businesses. And uh, and uh, he is a partner at Baker Tilly Vaughn. Now, before the break, Rick, I uh, asked you, I tease you with a question. You know, talking about everything that the government has done for you know. Employees for employers for business owners, and, and obviously there have been some things that have worked better than others. It's been a little bit of trial and error when it came to uh, rent relief and things like that. Um, is there anything if you had the ear, and maybe you do? You know, I, I know that uh, the premier will listen to us from time to time here at six forty Toronto, and even call into the station. So if there's Something that if you could you know whisper in his ear or whisper into the prime minister's ear to say, hey, if there's if you could do this one thing, it would be better for business owners tax wise. What would it be? Um, Chris, uh, excellent point. I, the, the frustration that, that that we've suffered through all of this uh, with our clients is that notwithstanding the programs rolled out by uh, mostly at the federal level being the CERB and, and the wage subsidies and, and, and the, the business loan assistance, all great ideas, all, all, all absolutely needed. But the, the government took the approach of making an announcement about a program uh, and then being very vague on it. Uh, and and, and the, the rollout was, was confusing. It was cumbersome. It was complicated, uh, left a lot of questions. A lot of people uh, had a hard time jumping into this, understanding it, didn't know whether they qualified for it. I think the government has to take, you know, a, 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 the reverse approach, uh, try and work on, on streamlining the process, making it simpler, and then making the announcement. Because once those announcements are made, you know, people uh, are, are in such panic, they need this stuff to happen quickly. And my advice would be, have these programs ready to go when you announce them and make sure that they are understandable and simple. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are, that are confused by this at, at all the levels. You know, even at our level, it, it took time to, to, you know, to figure out who was qualifying, you know, what was a qualifying expense, you know, you know, what the decreases or increases in revenues and expenses, you know, that pertain to this. I mean, it, it, it took it took longer than, than maybe it could have or should have. So my advice would be to simple up, simplify the program and make sure you have that process well ironed out before, you know, you feed this to, 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 to the masses. Uh, it, it'll avoid a lot of confusion and it'll certainly reduce the stress level. 
Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, when we were um, starting out this pandemic, mm-hmm. every single day we would stop down to listen to the prime minister do his press conference. I think it was at 11 o'clock every morning. He would announce a program. And then the next day he would announce a completely amended version <laughs> of that program. And I get it. You know, he's making it up as he went along trying yeah. to get it right. But that must have been extremely stressful for someone like you who's trying to advise their clients. And they're in the meantime, it's well, wait until tomorrow because whatever my advice is today might completely change. It, 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 it was very stressful on the business owners, uh, you know, you know, as a professional, you you get you know you get used to to being to to, to researching and looking for stuff, and and that's a day to day frustration that 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 makes this job so fantastic. Uh, all kidding aside, but the the the, the business owners and, and and the 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 individuals, I think they found it very very frustrating. It was it was difficult in a lot of cases. Professionals were answering, you know, I I don't know, you know, the details aren't out yet. Uh, and and I don't know if that was, you know, more of a hindrance than a help uh, in terms of how they were rolling out programs. So I, I I think they need to be clear. I think they need to 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 be a little more well thought out and simplify the process. That that's that's the advice I would give them. Yeah, actually, no great advice. And that you know that leads me to business tax, Rick. About you know if you can talk a little bit about. Uh, business almost claiming the small business tax deductions. Is there any things that's changed or um, um, enhanced? Or there, there's there. Well, there's been significant rule changes all across the board, but you know they're more specific than than general. Uh, the biggest challenge that that the small business owners are going to have uh, are dealing with you know how to treat the the rent reliefs that they've received and how to treat the the uh, wage subsidies that they or that they've received. What impact it's going to have on the bottom line? They may have had reduced thing, uh, reduced revenue streams, but because of the offsetting uh, recoveries and expenses, they may be more profitable th- than than they might have imagined only because, you know, the, the subsidies have helped them through the, the process. So it's something they should start looking at now, you know, trying to get a handle on, you know, what am I expecting? You know, if I have a December year end, per se, per se, as, as, a, as a small business, you know, it would be good to start looking at, at, you know, what the impacts might be and, you know, is there going to be a tax consequence? And then that would go back to the question earlier, you know, if the income is higher than, than, than predicted, would it make sense to, 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 to cut, to get, excuse me, to declare a bonus or a salary or right. something along that line. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all about planning ahead of time because doing that, you know, after the year end uh, certainly makes it a lot more difficult. And Rick, if someone reaches out to you, do you, are you guys, like for myself, I do uh, client meetings face-to-face. I mean, they wear a mask and all that stuff in my office. Are you guys doing that or are you Zooming or what are you guys doing? Um, currently, well, you know, in, in an effort to be to be uh, uh, responsible, we are not doing in-office meetings with our clients mm-hmm. as of yet. Um, we've developed our own protocols to, to have some of our staff come in, uh, right. but we're certainly, you know, we're doing Zoom meetings. Uh, we're doing Outlook Teams is, is another process we do. Uh, I will attend clients' offices, um, you know, in, in a very controlled and, and, and socially right. responsible man- manner. Right. Uh, but yeah. So we're making every effort, you know, uh, to to be face to face because I think in 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 this in our environment, 
of you know that 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 one-on-one -on -one contact it, it certainly makes yeah. things easier in terms of communicating ideas and, and processes. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Is there anything, Rick, that people um, who run a, a business who maybe they have a storefront, they have uh, they've got to had to invest PPE for their office for clients visiting, um, whether it's you know, those plexiglass shields or whether it's masks to offer everyone who comes in the door. Is there any of that that the government has announced that could be written off for for taxes? I, that that would have always been deductible. Um, the, the, the general rule uh, is, is as long as an expense is incurred for the purposes of earning income, that that expense would be deductible, and and in the case of a store owner, um, all of that stuff is certainly in aid of, of of generating revenue at some level. So it it would all be deductible at some level. Some are a straight deduction. Some might be a, a, a capital asset that would be depreciated over time, but absolutely. And and you know that's those are the things that we we would go through with our clients. Uh, in terms of you know where to properly allocate that expense, whether it's a, a period expense or a, a capital asset that would be would amortize over a period of time. And you know another um, sort of wrinkle to uh, all these different experiences are people who are independent contractors, people who have got you know they go and they do business at someone else's location. I thinking of the example before I use the widely common example of a guy broadcasting out of his bedroom. I'll use the other example of of someone the, the people that I know um, who are personal trainers and yoga teachers and things like that. They used to do a lot of work from their studios and from gyms and because those aren't open they've moved to an online situation uh, and before that they weren't writing very much off uh, by the way of you know their business in their home or a specific location is is their home and their internet something that they, those types of people would be able to write off now because it is sort of being used as a as a uh, investment in making money Absolutely. Just like your earlier example of the radio broadcaster working from his bedroom. Though, <laughs> 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 though, you know, that, that time and space and energy that's used to, to, to generate the, that independent contractor's income, you know, is a cost of doing businesses and certainly tax deductible. And I said this to Kelvin the other day, that the, the one thing that the independent contractor uh, has to keep in mind is that you know, the, the, the government does not accept your visa statement as a suitable uh, uh, proof of expense. So hang on to those invoices. Hang on to those original documents. Uh, you know, if you're buying uh, training supplies, if you're making your bill payments, if you're doing all of that and you do it all by, by direct line deposit or, or visa payment, uh, you need the source document. You need the, the the receipt from Best Buy where you bought your computers or your computer paper or your new internet connections and the extra screens and all the stuff that you've now had to, to, to adapt to run your business in a different manner. They they want to see the original documentation. So it, it's one of the most common mistakes I see out there with the independent contractors where you know they rely on a visa to pay everything and don't keep the source documents and then the government will disallow that expense because they don't have the original receipt uh, in, in, in most situations. And, and to answer that question, I, am, I do exactly that. 
I grab the bill and throw it out because I figured <laughs> my visa thing is good. But Rick, if I took a picture, if I took a picture of that receipt, because I don't want to keep all this paper stuff, is that good enough or no? The, the CRA is accepting scanned scanned copies. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah, that 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 would be acceptable. You know, working um, in, in a past life in a retail environment, I'd have people come back to me later on looking for uh, receipts and stuff saying, well, you know, I this was the day that I was in. And sometimes we were able to accommodate and reprint a receipt from months and months ago. But in most situations, it's going to be really hard to try and find those original copies because most, you know, not every real retailer is going to be have the time or the ability to go back in time and find those original documents yeah. so that you can file them. True. Absolutely. And the other thing, the other thing I, I would caution is that if you, uh, if you're required to, to travel in a vehicle, you know, from location to location, um, you, you need to keep a vehicle log. You need to keep a mileage log so you can substantiate that portion of your vehicle expenses that would be, would be a business deduction as opposed to that portion, which is personal use of your vehicle. Uh, and a lot of people don't do that. It's 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 very tedious. It's a real pain in the in in the in the butt, <laughs> if I can be that bold. Uh, but there are. But I'm told there's apps out there now that 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 make that uh, a lot more uh, uh, simple, uh, a lot simpler to do. So uh, those are the things from the personal arena where I think people get caught up and and get caught in surprise where they don't have mileage log and they don't have their original receipts. Um, and, and, and I've had this discussion with CRA where they understand, you know, they would have spent two or $3,000 on gas, but without the bills, they're not accepting the deduction. So it, 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 it's, it's important that they do that. We'll take a break and we'll come back with uh, some final thoughts on all of this as your life, your money continues here. Don't forget, if you want to share this with friends or family, you can always find past shows on 640toronto.com or at askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can call Kelvin anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And we'll continue here with Your Life, Your Money when we come back from the break with Rick Gargarella, partner at Baker, Tilly, Vaughn, and Kelvin the Money Guy. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Thanks for making us part of your weekend. This is Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. And today we're joined by Rick Gargarella, partner at Baker Tilly Vaughn. And we've been talking about taxes. We've been talking about businesses and talking about uh, business taxes. And uh, that's, of course, always a huge part of doing business. And uh, in sort of the final moments here in the show, Rick, one of the things that you know a lot of business owners have to think about, of course, is a succession plan. You know, obviously, um, you know, the first generation is going to you know, put all the money in, put all the risk in. They're going to make some money. And then now with COVID coming, you might be thinking about packing it up and speeding up that plan a little bit um, and passing on the business to the next generation. Uh, are there any you know, specific concerns or things that people should be thinking about right now in 2020? Uh, uh, great question, Chris. The, the 
the biggest concern now is, is with our baby boomers, you know, a lot of them reaching that, that stage in life where, you know, am I going to pass my business off to my children or am I, right. you know, or, or am I going to sell my business because I don't have children that, that are interested or, or, or capable to run the business. So it, it's certainly, you know, th- that stage where you have to determine uh, a good plan, a good succession plan in that, uh, you know, the, the, the original founding, you know, uh, individual can, can establish a value, uh, fix a tax liability and then plan for that tax liability and then transfer, you know, the future growth and equity of that, of that organization off to his children or structure it in such a manner that when he sells it, uh, he take advantage of the, you know, the small business capital gains deduction, which is in excess, in excess of $800,000 this year. It's indexed every year, so it goes up, you know, it continues to climb uh, on, a, on an index basis year over year. So there's a number of things that, that, that people should start thinking about. You know, once, once our clients hit the, the mid-60s, you know, it's that, it's that situation where we say, okay, you know, what's the plan? Where, where are we going? And how, how, do, we, how do we facilitate uh, an orderly transition so, God forbid, something does happen? You know, those processes and those steps are already set and set out so that, that it makes it easy at, at a time where, where the last thing you want to do is, is, is worry about, you know, corporate matters and, and, and valuations and uh, tax, 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 uh, tax problems that, that, that could arise from neglect of certain situations. Yeah, it's funny you say that, you know, because every... I noticed the last three months, it seems like every month I'm getting a client, a business owner, thinking about selling and, you know, passing it on and very complex uh, questions that I don't have, never have the answer for because I don't know because I only know what I know. And I think it's a, it's something like you say, Rick, as we go forward, um, you know, a guy in his late 60s, 70s wants to sell the business to his kids or pass it on. And it, I think it's a big thing on a go for on a go forward basis. So, so you help people do stuff like that, right? Absolutely. That's you know uh, the, the 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 focus of our practice is is owner managed. So you know uh, that's a big a big part of what we do is 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 future planning, succession planning. You know, looking at that transition from you know founding founding members to to, to family members. You know, a, an orderly transition and and a tax effective transition. Transition. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea is to try and maximize the, the capital gains deduction, or maybe multiply the capital gains deductions if that's possible. You know, because every situation is a little different, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you have to do that in anticipation of a transaction, not after the transaction. You know, has passed. So, uh, forward planning here is is paramount and key. You know, because you can establish a, a, a liability upon the death of the, the founding partner and then maybe plan for that liability, be it life insurance, uh, other investments, Calvin, that you might, or you might make, you know, so that you can fix that liability when the time comes and there's no shock and awe, you know, that other than the family grieving a loss possibly. So those yeah. are the things you want to think forward, you know. And we advise our clients to make sure they have a will because, you know, in this day and age, a will is, is so important, um, you know, for any number of reasons, for an orderly transition, uh, to avoid probate fees, uh, you know, to make sure that, you know, the wishes are, are, are followed uh, of, of, of the deceased. Uh, and I think people take that way too lightly, uh, that situation. 
and that you know that's obviously a huge part of you know passing on wealth passing on and transferring your legacy on to the next generation or or selling the business or whatever it happens to be making sure that your decision is in a will or something like that you know what guys we are out of time and uh, there's so much we could uh, touch on so much we could talk about i want to thank rick gargarella partner at baker tilly vaughn for being our special guest on your life your money today if you want to get a hold of rick you can uh, touch base with kelvin we'll streamline it by uh passing you through kelvin to get to rick but askkelvin.ca is the website kelvin you're going to link up to uh rick on yeah. the website uh this week as well so askkelvin.ca is that website ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca and you can call kelvin anytime at 416-457-7526 that's 416 416- Four five seven plan. Rick, thanks again for uh, sharing all of your knowledge with, or, or a portion of your knowledge with us <laughs> here today. Uh, have a great what's uh, left of your Sunday, and Kelvin, thank you for making another Thanks. great week here on your life, your money. Stay tuned to Global News Radio six forty Toronto. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News. Radio 640 Toronto.